0: total for 12-fuck swap. Busting out of bells out the box. I just hit a link with the box. and it put stick in the box. Mm. the whole damn seal. i am going okay I
1: got the mojo deal. We been like the 80. Okay. She said the nigga so got cash ah! <laughs> hey. What's up, bro? Back in the new year. What's Happy really New Year, on? man.
0: 2020. We yeah, take it Yeah, 2020, you know what I'm saying? It's a big year you're doing big things, popping and all of that.
1: That's right. 20 plus 20 equals 40, which is the episode we're doing. 40. Quick math. I'm no lions. I'm Henry Woods. Be sure to follow us on every in, in, any and every social media platform <laughs> that includes on Twitter, hashtag yeah, 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 done yeah, Okay, let me do it. All right, you got okay. it. Okay, uh,
0: Twitter is at. Underscore W-R-G-O, uh, Instagram, what's really going YouTube, what's really going on, subscribe on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, God, and we might come out with some more new platforms, but what's really going on?
1: Uh, we got some news, shout out to Revive POC. Oh, shout out to Revive POC,
0: we were um, a guest on their show last Philly Radio. Yeah, Philly Radio, uh, so shout out to them, we appreciate everybody that's a tuning whole hour. in. hour. Uh, it was a great conversation. We're going to have the YouTube
1: clip of that next week. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, so yeah.
0: Um, that was pretty cool, actually. It was that a was great conversation. Cool. So, all the other radio
1: shows, book us. You know what I'm saying? Book it in we, 2020. We, we, we,
0: we're here and available. We're coming at it. So, now we're
1: going to come at this news. A lot of stuff been going on. Give me uh, a headache. Um, yeah, Henry going to get the clip together, and then we're going we gonna to get into this.
0: All right, so you kind of food for thought. First clip. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> on December 18th. House of Representatives impeached the President of the United States, an impeachment that will last forever. On, since December 18th, there have been comments about, when are we going to send the articles over? Well, we had hoped that the courtesy would be extended, that we would have seen what the process would be
1: in the Senate. Short of that, uh, that time has revealed many things since then. Time has been our friend in all of this because it has yielded incriminating evidence, more truth
0: uh, into the public domain. And
1: so that was the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. So today on Wednesday, January fifteenth, uh, the House of Representatives uh, they voted on the resolution for House Managers, which is basically the people who were served and as prosecutors in the trial. So it's seven members. So it's uh, we're going to go through the list real quick. So it's. Rep. Adam Schiff, who's from California, who's the chair of the Intel Committee. Rep. Jerry Nadler, who's the chair of the the Judiciary Committee. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, one of my personal favorites. He's the Democratic House Caucus chair. He's a young black member in his 40s. Uh, Zoe Lofgren, who was a staffer for the Nixon investigation in the Judiciary Committee and was also uh, a member of Congress during the the Clinton impeachment hearings. Rep. Jason Crow from Colorado, who is the only veteran uh, to serve uh, in the group. Uh, Val Demings, a black woman from who represents Orlando, she is the former Orlando police chief, and Sylvia Garcia, who was the first Latina to be elected to Congress. Henry and I talked about her last year. She was she made the historic achievement. Um, basically, they're going to get it popping tomorrow. They're going to the senators are going to swear in their oath. Uh, John Roberts, the Chief Justice, Henry and I were just doing all our research to double confirm <laughs> he's going to come down. and He's going to basically like read the oath to them, and then McConnell said. January 21st, day after MLK Day, we going. So I think, where, how should we look out for all of this? What's the top line thing? This is important. This is history. No, it's definitely important. Okay, so I definitely
0: have to acknowledge the fact that, like, uh, we're not even in our, you know how, like, some people were like, he's not going to get impeached, got to impe-. yeah. So, like, this shows you, like, what impeachment really is. Like, the fact that, okay, The House impeached him. He is now impeached. Mm. Now the Senate is going to put him through a trial to figure out whether he is going to be removed from the House. So, um, you know, now that you actually see that process in play, it's like, "Mm, okay, this, uh, you know, um, let's see how this plays out. Like, you kind of get a little like, oh, what's going to happen? However, uh, like, because McConnell did try to, like, come out and say he's going to give this a fair (laughs) <laughs> shot fair and you know whatnot. in theory and, right so like that's what I'm like hoping for that this actually um you know what I'm saying like it's a good trial it's a fair trial it's a thorough trial and you know we get some type of justice in the situation yes. Um yeah like looking out for like like next week will
1: definitely be like a headache yeah because it's going to be a lot of mess but <laughs> I think that It's going to be interesting to see because just like the Democrats put up impeachment managers, the Republicans are going to do the same in the house. And we covered the impeachment hearings like way last month. And we played videos of how Republicans were acting crazy, promoting conspiracy theories. And I think the way this is going to work is that they're basically going to read the articles of impeachment. And then the Senate is basically going to ask them questions or Mm -hmm. provide them like with written questions. And they basically have to respond of like, you ask me this question, here's the answer. You ask me this question, here's the answer. So I think that my hope is that it's a very just the optics of it will continue where it's like the Democrats are very calm, they're poised, they're not like they're not doing the most. They're just saying like, when well, they got, here's they can't what take cell is. phones and all this no, in yeah, there, so, so very, they like, they
0: won't be distracted. Right. They can't even talk, so they have it's to. A, it's a trial, you know it's what very, I'm saying? Like, so like. Uh, procedural. there is it yeah. is. Um because like I just it's just, like I said before, like it gives you it give you a little and like oh yeah, like a little bit. However, like you said, the, Do you trust Republicans, the Republicans put up you know what I'm saying? Right, they put up their people and then it's gonna be this tit for tat type thing that could potentially happen and that's what
1: you don't want. Right. And you know that the Republicans are gonna be the loudest ones in the room. And the way the media works is that then they're going to play it as this. Republicans and Democrats duel it out over when it's like, well, this person just yelled and took up all the air time. I actually presented a good case. And that's and what the just problem is. The whole
0: and that's what kind of um, uh, yeah, um, Chief Justice Roberts. Yeah. Chief Justice Roberts. He uh, like You know what I'm saying? When I was like looking into him or whatever, he was Kind of like basically saying this isn't about like a party; it's mm-hmm. about the democracy of America, uh, and that's what like some people kind of take that for granted. In the sense that, like,
1: we like push our own views forth without just focusing on like, here's what the here's right. here's why we're here, right? The and
0: that's what like if if like you said the media plays it out to where. It's like, oh, the Republicans and Democrats duke it out for the impeachment or whatever they want to word it. It it becomes this like big publicity thing when the real issue is something really serious, right? And uh, I think the most like mm, I don't know what word right now. Anyway, the thing about this is like the fact that this is happening in the same time period that we have like People running for president, Iran, and, and all right, this other stuff. It,
1: yeah, we're well, we gonna get it. Yeah, because that was just a, like a mess. But I think, like you said, I think the best, the most encouraging part about this is that, like you said, John John Roberts is. It appears in his history and kind of his leaning where he's he leans conservative, but he's shown the ability to go both sides. Is that he'll just kind of be the institutionalist, where he's just saying like, "Why are we here? Focus on this." You're like no, you can't speak. You can't continue your thought because you're going off on something. Right, gonna, to do I this.
0: think he might do a good job. So if he like, like manages right. this, because he's, he's not a fan Trump. of Trump, even like that do not really matter. <laughs> it doesn't.
1: But I think but, we'll. This is all just. This is not the last time we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna be talking about right. So I think. Um, yeah, that's just something interesting to look out for. Uh, random tidbit. You know what we didn't highlight in the opening.
0: Oh, my boy, you know what I'm saying? I had to shout this out. You know, I was, we was getting it. I got to shout it over there. Roddy, 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 because I be mean, Roddy, Roddy. It's Roddy Rich. Uh, my man's, uh, the, that's the first rap album in 15 years to hit number one on Billboard. So, like, that's his, his historical because, like, that was his first, like, the debut life project. Yeah. And he was like, he's 21. So, best is yet to
1: come. Right, that's not what I was saying? actually referring to. Oh, <laughs>
0: That was on the top of my mind. What's you talk about?
1: We are having another live show.
0: Oh, <laughs> I was going to talk about that at the end of the game. While people
1: are listening now, we might as well tell them. You're right. We're, We're having another a live, live show. show at the DC Library Right. Pull Eastern up. Market. Pull up February 12th, 7 o'clock. Shout out to Savannah for. Right. Appreciate that you. Up. Appreciate so, you. So, DC Library. Pull up. F with us. Pull up. Moving on. I just had, I, it literally hit my head. Henry talking about Roddy Rich. Um I shout, out, like, shout out
0: to him. I was gonna talk about that at the end of the episode, but good thing because like we can do both. we know what y'all be doing. Y'all be listening to the first couple minutes and then leave it. It's cool though. Y'all still have the views and whatever. Shout out we to you appreciate y'all.
1: Uh so now we're gonna get into this 2020 update. Um, <laughs> most recently in the last two weeks, 2020's been rough on the candidate on the black and Latino candidates.
0: But we're gonna talk about that. We're definitely about to talk about that. We're gonna talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Secretary Castro and Cory Booker within the last two weeks have dropped out. The primary field that once had an abundance of diversity has seen prominent blacks and Latinos drop out in the last two weeks. Senator Booker, Secretary Castro, and Senator Harris each cited fundraising issues once they announced the end of their campaigns. There was an interesting Washington Post Ipsos poll that came out. uh, We'll be sure to tweet it for you guys. uh, That just polled black voters. Some interesting notes that I found when looking through the poll was that as of now, support among the black community is. 48% Forty-eight percent Biden, twenty percent Sanders, nine percent Warren, four percent Bloomberg. It was at four percent Booker before he before he dropped out. Three percent Yang, two percent Buttigieg, two percent Steyer. Some, huh? <laughs> Some interesting notes is that um, they asked the Washington Post asked the question, which candidate would people not consider voting for? Highest was Tulsi Gabbard, 23. Makes sense. She looks like a villain. She is a villain. She voted, uh, she didn't even vote for Patriots. She said, you know what? I'm, Bruce, here. I'm, I'm here. I'm um, present. So she's the highest at 23%. Mike Bloomberg, uh, former mayor of New York City, he's at 17%. Pete Buttigieg is at 15%. Interesting note. That is interesting
0: yeah. because he he been calling
1: <laughs> but not with us. Uh, so favorability, uh, this is just in terms of who people viewed as very, who are very supportive of, or just supportive of Biden leads the group at 69% Sanders is at 63 Warren's at 51 Booker was at 52. So he was viewed the third most favorable in among, uh, registered black voters. This is interesting. And I know, uh, one of our favorite professors at Howard kind of tied this together, um, who voters viewed it had the best chance to beat Trump. It wasn't even close. Biden at fifty-three percent, Sanders at 18%, Bloomberg at six, Warren at five. So I think we can take this conversation a lot of different ways. I just wanted to highlight the poll among black voters, because we're gonna get into that. But I think that how should we kind of view Castro and Booker dropping out of the race? Because we were you and us two, I think, and Tierra who's been on this podcast, shout out to her. Shout out to Tiara. We yeah. were Probably in the Castro camp more than anyone else, and Mackenzie as well. Where we would just kind of always say, like, what he's saying, he's, he's not a, great he's, no, not he's a great
0: candidate. However, this is America, so it doesn't surprise me. Like he's lat, he's a Latino. He would like somebody cabinet. He need to be on it. Does he somebody want to BP. do that again? Somebody, somebody, somebody be BP. Be, He's a great VP choice. Oh. Yeah. Um, like Right, you're right, you're right. He is a great VP choice. However,
1: this is America,
0: uh, so our people not gonna I
1: don't think it's that. I think it's I,
0: that. I was joking, no. but <laughs> I was joking. I can tell. I can tell. But no, on some real, like, it's just sad. It is sad to see that the party that is supposed to represent diversity and minorities, people of color and right. whatever you lack diversity and representation. Like it's hard for us to even get elected to state offices, yeah. become judges, become uh, governors. Like what? And you like, it's, it don't make no sense. And shout out to Kanisha Grant, one of our professors. She talks about this in this USA Today article. So make sure you go check that out. But um, no, yeah, so nah, we'll definitely tweet it out as a reader today. Make sure you check them out too. But um, I just think it's sad that there's no representation the only person up there is Yang, and like he's cool, and he, didn't, Yang, hate, and he didn't
1: qualify for the debate. He though.
0: didn't even qualify for the debate for real.
1: And I think that it's kind of it's very strange because it's like black voters are the. Yes. Are we gonna talk about them now or
0: separately? Because I got some stuff to talk about with them.
1: Who black voters? Because we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get oh, that'll we'll that. be a separate part. I just think it's very strange because I think that. For the party that tries to pride itself on diversity, it says, okay, we're gonna have these and I'm the DNC knows that black candidates historically have issues in terms of fundraising. So we're gonna say, hey, we're gonna have you try to hit this fundraising threshold, and this these billionaires can spend all this money in Tom Sire and Mike Bloomberg. So they don't really have to follow the rules that we set because they have it themselves. Or it gets to the conversation of when people think People don't think Latino, Black candidates, and women are more electable, so they're going to say, "Who am I going to put my money behind? I'm going to put my money behind the person who's most electable." And who is that? That's the white male candidate every time. Every time. So I, I think that from the DNC's perspective, they need to change re- the rules. Change the rules, but also change who votes first. Because that I too, because
0: think- um, that's uh, what's her name? um. I would. She. They quoted her in this. That's like, right. No, not a Grant. Uh, they quoted her. In the- Joy Reid, she's like yeah, this... Um, yeah. She's a political commentator. Yeah, right? political basically- commentator, or whatever. She basically talked about that to where she was like... Uh, I don't know exactly what she said, but she was speaking toward the like, fact that they go to Iowa. And Yang called this out on a debate stage, yeah, too. Castro like, called it out, made it a lot Right. Uh, Castro, that's who I yeah. mean. Castro, not Yang. Castro called it out uh, on the debate stage to where they go to these places where... You can't like it, it's no representation of America for real. It's no
1: representation of America, and it's even farther. Of rep- it's even less of a representation of the party at large. Right. So I think what Castro was saying, and I think Booker and Harris were saying, was that hey, we get that Iowa has a historical significance of being the first one, but Iowa, and I looked this up, is the forty third most diverse state in the country. So we're basically going to say Iowa votes first, then New Hampshire. And if you don't do well in either of those states, you're done. And it's just to say that basically they're putting a higher emphasis on white voters in Midwestern and rural states by basically saying your votes matter so much that you determine what happens in all the these other sta- term, in all these man. other states. Yeah. Because we haven't even had votes casted yet. And all and mainly all of the prominent candidates who are black are out. Who's the highest candidate who's white like Pedro or that those were fringe candidates who were not thought of as as real contenders harris was thought of as a real player in this race booker was probably on the outside of that but he was still a major candidate candidate. so i think that it just gets to a so
0: castro too like i think he had a decent shot yeah i mean he was a he was a
1: mayor of a big city that was kind of a dish shot somebody i'm not gonna say who he was a mayor of a big city and a housing and urban development so i think that he was a real he had the qualifications to run and i think that when the dnc they had to rethink what is the best way for us to make sure that our
0: the people to that make sure has, that certain votes are not put in 10%. priority
1: that didn't impact other votes coming later because basically black states and super tuesday states like maryland georgia all these other places are put so far in the back burner that the race is already going to be between what three candidates so by that time, you're limiting yourself to these white candidates. And also, you're taking people like me, you, and the people who the DNC is dying to get. You're taking them out of the process by saying, hey, this election matters so much more than ever. Diversity, Trump's a racist, all this. And then we're going to throw these six white faces at you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't feel represented.
0: And that's what the problem was last time. For a lot of people didn't vote because they feel like they weren't they weren't represented or they did not relate to either of those candidates. So they just chose not to vote. Hi, that was me. So like I hope that does not become a problem this sure. year. However, if we wanna like start talking about like black voters, and if we talk about it, like Biden is polling higher than everybody, like way higher than everybody. Double most double, double Right. Most of these polls. So it's like Kanisha Grant said it in the article, like voters, like black voters and minority voters, because Castro was not pulling hot with Latinos either. Really um, they're doing like this like false calculation, like who's the most pragmatic candidate? Who is more likely to be Trump? And that's like being a big consideration right now, because yeah. that's what you have to actually say, especially when... Oh, yeah. I mean, we know that. Yeah, like yeah, Biden. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my whole point, right. it was to say like Why, like is Biden the most likely candidate and if you think about it logically the history of America and like what's constructed to build up this whole
1: democracy we call it yeah I think it's multiple things I think it's that I think as a history I think because one we have to clarify that a lot of the reason why Biden is surging so well is not necessarily because of people in our generation, it's people in our parents and our grandparents' generation. But those are the people, right? Right. I'm saying like they one, they represent a majority of the black people who are going to be voters. That's, right. that's just fact. Um, the reason why Warren and Sanders and all those other people that's mainly support among our generation being split in different ways. But I think that it gets to the point, and I think it's like you can blame. The voters, But you can also just blame the other candidates, because I think that, one, as people, we tend to just go for the person who we have an established relationship with, because for us, it means more when you have more to lose of saying, hey, this was and I think a part of it for for Biden is this. He was Obama's VP. I see Obama. I saw Biden. He was there. There's a relationship there. For better or for worse, but that gets to the relationship that other candidates don't have. No, that's what so saying. Saying and That's what of, like the, the that's, that's what irks me
0: had. about this whole thing. Because yeah, I'm with it. I think later like, too. Like oh, that's why we gotta do that. That's why that's the vice president. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that whole factor. I get that. However, <laughs> him beating Trump in a debate, like him and Trump in a debate. It's
1: a nightmare to me. I don't think m- most people aren't thinking about it in terms of that, though. They're th- it, they're just thinking, but it yeah. comes
0: down. That's how you win over your voters and stuff. Like, people go going to see them on live
1: TV, and Vite go going to forget what he's yeah, you know, for saying. Text, text me at 3057 to Joe. You're like, what? <laughs> but I think that I think that most people aren't thinking about it like that. I think most people are just saying, who do I know the most? Who do I trust the most? They don't trust Sanders. They don't trust Warren. no. That's fair. because like they, they don't have a relationship. No, with play, that's what I'm saying. And, and you can blame Biden for getting all that <coughs> support, but you can also look at these other candidates and say you haven't done the work. I think it's twofold. That's fair, you, like, you that's fair like to say. That's twofold. I am not disagree because then you get candidates like the. I just pointed him out because I think he's the most egregious of this. When you get candidates like Buttigieg who get up there and say, "I feel the racial divide," and. In my city, I've done so much, and everyone else is like, "No, you haven't." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it you're was just lying. lying.
0: Mm-hmm. We did. We, it was something that came out recently about that the black police chief commented. On right, the and, said, and I think
1: that when I think people don't, when I think people try to say like, "Why are black people going for Biden?" He has all these flaws. Yes, they do have all these flaws. These other candidates might have less flaws, but what the hell? When, when did they show up? We're and no, I, think, I get as, that. As like I with get... the most to gain. We're not just gonna say. Let's break our neck for this one person. Especially, Obama, Obama especially with
0: it. the tension that's going on in America. Like, I totally get it.
1: I get it. Remember, black I people, get it. it, it but these questions have to be
0: asked. They do have to
1: they be asked. They have to be they asked because, be because like
0: we have to start thinking about how we're gonna change it. So like, okay, if we can't get the president, okay, we need to get like twenty get people next when we vote for um the, uh the house and all this shit next year or whatever need to get a couple more black people there, a couple yeah. more Latinos in there, a couple more women in there, a couple, a couple more Muslims. So Diversify it because you're not just representing these born-ass men, ass people.
1: And I think that gets to what, I'm sorry, uh, <clears throat> But I But I think that gets to points that I think people like Castro and Booker were saying was that systematically you put so much emphasis on money and on electability. And the people who have money to give to political campaigns, because I know I've been in those rooms, are overwhelmingly rich white people who do not have ties to black people. They don't. They don't run in those circles unless it's just some random habitat that they happen to know this black person. So they're not going to break their neck and say, hey, let me give money to this Castro guy. I like what he's saying. They're not thinking that because they're not in those spaces. They're in the same elite, wealthy, rich, old money type circles, So they're only going to say. All right, I'm going to give to Biden, I'm going to give to this person, I'm going to give to this person who look like them. And I think that when we put so much emphasis on money in politics, you're naturally going to fade out those people. Unless you're, for some reason, like Bernie, and you can just get all this money off people who are just kind of like, not really involved in politics.
0: That's what's interesting about him. And then like Warren, I don't understand her either. She's doing the same thing,
1: but I think that you have to have a message that connects because even though I have my issues with Bernie on many things, I think that his message connects with people who are not naturally engaged. So instead of saying, I'm going to get three people to write me $2,800 checks, I'm going to get 2,800 people to get, give me $10. And yeah, Warren's kind it. of following the same approach. But I think that when you're trying to outreach, when your base, like what Castro and Booker were trying to do, honorably would say, I am the candidate who is going to go to bat for black and brown people I have done that. I'm saying I'm going to do what other candidates are going to do. And my record shows it. And black and brown people, historically, we don't have the money to give out like that. So they can have all the support in the world, but if they're not getting the funding they need to build these organizations, what's it for? And you have people like Bloomberg who could just say, I'm gonna write myself $50 million. <laughs> and now he's still in the race, but even though he can't. What like, ha- that Steyer guy? He's, he's still in the race. He was on the debate stage. Because yeah, he I know, but he's
0: not polling. Well, I don't see him in these polls?
1: He's at two percent of my black. People. <laughs> Moving on, so that's just something to to think about. Last up in <laughs> oh lord, last up in food for thought. Um, I got this. Um, I got this one. So this is Me- I had this one titled Meghan Markle v England. So last week, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, I think the uh, Duke and Duchess of Sussex, uh, announced they would, in quote, take a step back from, the, uh, from, their royals, from their roles as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent. This would be to carve out a more progressive new role within this institution. Already, Markle has received the bag and uh, agreed to provide a voice over um, a future Disney project which it's not really sure if that'll be a recurring role, but we know that in the meantime, it's going to be in exchange for a charity donation for wildlife. Um, I think this is probably the interesting point to have this conversation was that um, there's a lot of backstory behind probably why the couple chose to be more financially independent. I think a lot of it stems from how the UK media treated them to mainly Meghan Markle. Um, so the couple has already sued the owners of the sun and the daily mirror. They're two of the UK's biggest pub, um, publishers. They're, they are tabloids that basically be like if um, Sasha and Malia Obama or for some reason sued like the LA Times and the New York Post. Like, those are like the big publications in London in England. Uh, on their website, this is really interesting. their approach to media will be revised to ensure diverse and open access to their work. Um, this is, these are all quotes that were on their website. They're going to work to provide access to credible media outlets, which focus on objective news reporting. They're also going to engage with grassroots media and upcoming journalists. They're no longer going to participate in the Royal Rota system. And after doing some intense Googling, the Royal Rota system was established 40 years ago to give the UK media exclusive access to the official engagements of the Royal family, the Sun and the daily mirror who the couple is currently suing, is a part of that Royal Rotor group. Uh, this can also be explained by um, Labor Party politician Clive Lewis, who, like Markle, is also biracial um, and is a politician in England. He says that Britain still has problems with structural racism. He said, and quote, the way that she's been treated in the media, we know this is a reality of the 21st century. After 400 years of racism, you just can't overturn it overnight. The press wrote about Meghan Markle frequently as she was dating and engaged and once married. Uh, to Prince Harry, using loaded terms, talking about her exotic DNA and claiming she grew up in a gang-scarred neighborhood. I think that this... How do you feel all about this? I know I did a lot of talking, a lot of research, but I think that what are you kind of taking away from Europe and the UK's treatment of Markle and the royal family and kind of what that says about... Because to me, what it says is, it ain't no different from us. Even though we try to, I think, think of England as this enlightened place where
0: they started all the shit what <laughs> anyway but, um, I, but, but I think it's
1: like for us as blacks in America we're like oh yeah they're wilding out they're treating this black woman over there like shit yeah that's what happens here <laughs>
0: keep going uh, now, I think it's it's not funny but it's like okay like duh that's still what's gonna happen like that's like when Obama got in the White House and, was and they was like, to claim it was, it was must-
1: like a post-racial society and, and, and people just no, I was about to say worse. how
0: the media treated Michelle, yeah, calling her monkeys in a dress and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I'm not surprised. Uh, it's just crazy that they literally have to like leave the country to do this to like have a happy life, it seems. Yeah, um, <laughs> and Canada don't want them there either. So, it's just crazy that this happened to them. I mean, I don't know how to feel, I really don't care.
1: But uh, I just think it's <laughs> interesting because I think that
0: no, it's very interesting, <laughs> but it's not like unique. <clears throat> no, it's not unique, and I think
1: that um, it
0: just yeah. really shows you how white supremacy or whatever you want to call it on near end up. It, it takes is, many
1: forms in many places. Exactly, it's all the same.
0: exactly. That's it. Yeah, That's it's all the same. and it's just sad to see. It sucks to see. Like, why is the world like this? Like, what? Why can't we live right, happy lives and be black people without being called or like... These or just names. why
1: can't we enter new spaces? Why can't we be... Right, why... why can't, can't we be the duchess of... Right, society? why...
0: That's the bigger question too. Right. And, like, I think,
1: and I think in England specifically and I think... I don't know why this catches people off guard. Like we said, there, Europe was the founder of this colonialism stuff, this imperialism. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean... In England, they have a really bad habit of treating, especially blacks, in black who are famous over there. Like, I think there are, um, Um, there's a really famous, um, soccer star who is black, who's English, uh, who was born in Jamaica, Raheem Sterling, who is basically probably the best soccer player in England. But every time he goes out, he basically gets labeled as a thug by the media. So I think that there's a lot of parallel. There are a lot of similarities between how was being treated <coughs> treated and how a lot of athletes and celebrities get treated in England as well. Where you get your status, and it's like, oh, look at them doing this thuggish behavior, or look at how they're doing X, Y, and Z, and look at how they're doing this exotic stuff. And it's like no. playing from Henry's MacBook Air. Jesus, technical difficulty, <laughs> and, right? But I think it's just interesting to show that Europe, as much as they try to differentiate themselves and try to claim that they're like the enlightened part, they're no different than us. Their struggles are no different. Blacks mm-hmm. in Europe and England and France and the Netherlands and Germany are dealing with the same stuff that we're dealing with. So there is a I mean, it gets to the general consensus kind of, of there is a collective black struggle across this, kind of, across this world. Yeah, man. It's a, you, you hate to see it. You truly hate to see it. We hate to see it. <clears throat> so now we're going to get into the <coughs> big fight. Uh, so basically, we almost went to World War III, y'all. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't even laugh at that. Uh, so while Henry's kind of queuing the clip up, I think that when we talk about the U.S. and Iran, I think that there's a lot of stuff that needs to be explained before we get into what happened most recently. So in May 2017, this can all be explained, um, Trump announced unrelated new economic sanctions on Iran that would hurt their economy. In May 2018, Trump withdraws from the Iran nuclear deal, which was originally signed in 2015. The nuclear deal uh, lifted sanctions against Iran in exchange for Iran restricting its nuclear program and going through rigorous testing by international groups. In April 2019, the U.S. announces Iran's uh, Islamic Revolution Guard Corps, which is basically like their version of like the Marines. Um, they're going to they would list them as a foreign terrorist organization. That's the first time that the U.S. has basically claimed like another official part of another U.S. government, a terrorist organization. I think meanwhile, we're struggling to like label by like, terrorism. Uh, I, you know, terrorists, you were struggling to label stuff like that. But well, I'm bringing up the stuff. Uh, let me keep going. Uh, In the fall of 2019, Iran attacks foreign oil tankers, and the U.S. attempts to seize an Iranian oil tanker, Uh, now I'm going to ask. And in December 2019, militia members attacked a U.S. embassy in Baghdad protesting the really harsh economic sanctions that the U.S. put on Iran. Now Henry's going to play the clip, and then we're going to get into all the details. Breaking news. In a major escalation in tensions between the U.S. and Iran, The top Iranian general has been killed in an airstrike while leaving the Baghdad airport. The Pentagon confirmed the U.S. military carried out the attack. Qasem Soleimani was one of the most powerful figures in the Middle East and had been the top military man in Iran for more than 20 years. This attack comes after Iranian-backed groups breached the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad just two days ago. We now turn to ABC's Kara Phillips, who's with President Trump in Uh. So, yeah, so then the U.S. killed the top general, uh, Qasem Soleimani. Iran launched, mil- Iran launched missiles on an Iraqi base that had U.S. personnel None were killed. The next day, the U.S. announced new sanctions targeting Iranian manufacturing industries. Henry, what the hell is going on? How should we feel about this? Um, what's... How do you? I mean, just where? Because this came out of nowhere. I
0: mean, one, I'm glad you provided all this background <coughs> information,
1: because it is of, valuable. Because right. stuff like this doesn't just happen in a vacuum. This, right, this is right because a lot up. of
0: people would say, "Oh, this was a retaliation to the impeachment," mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. I mean, it did happen
1: at a skeptical time. Timing wise, it's skeptical. Very skeptical. But the action about. in itself is not, because we've been building to this point, point. and Iran is just kind of saying, "What the like? Go on." Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> um, you
0: definitely um, know more about this than I do. Because I was just like, this is crazy. <laughs> Again, Trump does what he's supposed to do. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean. I mean, I think it just says that, um, I don't know. I think it's, it's scary that we kind of entered this. we entered this kind of weird place, and I think it's even more unsettling that um, Trump and the White House haven't really given an official answer on why they killed him now. Well, that's
0: what, like, I'm saying, that's why I just...
1: Okay. Because... We don't don't know. That's what, like, like, I literally,
0: like, was... That's what, like, what I... When you Google about this stuff,
1: it's like, hmm, you kind of, it's like, okay... Because I remember you were throwing in text, you were te- you were like sending us articles like, oh, well, there it's some type of imminent attack. Oh, it's some type of thing. like first Trump said, and Henry was on this before, Henry knew about this before Trump did. Uh, <laughs> first, they claimed there was a threat, there was an imminent threat to the US. Then they came out and said, no way, it was they plan to attack four embassies. The embassy in Baghdad, which was apparently one of the targets, came out and said, hey, we never got anything that said that we were under attack. Then they're going to say, oh, well, we don't run every time there's an attack, but you didn't even let us know, which is strange. Then the defense secretary, Mark Esper, came out and added more confusion by saying, uh, there probably could have been attacks, but I didn't see any intelligence emanating that anything was imminent. So that gets to what Henry was saying, is that Trump doing what he said is doing and lying. just lying. Where, That's what confused me about the whole thing, because, again, when I was trying to
0: figure out, when I cared about this issue, yeah. It was like, you couldn't get like, well. Couldn't that's what an I am to do. How did you fit, like put plays on this together? And two, um, it's like, yeah, you couldn't get a straight answer about what was going on. It was just kind of like, this is happening. No, this is happening. And then for me, it was more so, I personally want to understand what was happening because like, I'm going to sound real precious in America right now. But like, if they retaliate, like, only thing I think about is like 9 11. And like, I, you know, it's conspiracies, different <laughs> right I, uh, orchestrated and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. I just don't want anything crazy to happen. Like, we're at a time in the world where like, it's a lot of crazy stuff happening and you can't always like expect people to react in a certain manner or how you expect them to react. And Trump is a wild,
1: wild. wild, Yeah. So like, and I think that's the most unsettling part about all of this is that where we killed him and we're saying, and basically someone said that this was the equivalent of killing like a vice president, in another country, or if someone killed Pence or the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, like this was not, they tried to make it seem like, and I think which is why they tried to label them as a terrorist organization where they're like, no, this is not, you're not just killing a terrorist, you're killing a a official government, like you're basically killing an official general in another country, that's different, you assassinated it, that's basically what this was and I think that what's really scary if something does happen is that like Henry said, we were just trying to get answers and they were giving us the runaround. So let's say Iran actually <laughs> did come back with some heat. How are we supposed to, one, trust what they're saying? And are they going to get their story straight on what we're doing? Right. So indeed. I think that that gives us that should be the most concerning part of this is that if some real shit happened, I don't trust Trump to one, know what's happening. I don't trust the administration to be honest about it. And I don't trust them to get all the information and actually present it in a coherent way. Because it sounds to me like Trump just said, oh, this is an option, let's kill him, and no one else really knew why. And yeah, because, like, <laughs> again, that's
0: so what confused me, because it was, like, representatives and like like, uh, the U.S.
1: Who basically said, like, I want to see what they were looking no, at. No,
0: they were, <laughs> they like, because uh, when he tweeted, like, if these people... Uh, Respond where the U.S. is gonna take action. Well, he said, yeah, Take
1: action. Okay. It was
0: a government official, like dem- Democratic, like an advisory committee or something, that quote tweeted him. It was like, You clearly didn't read it. It was basically you clearly didn't read Constitution. It was like a smart remark. Yeah. And I'm like, With well, their are. Literally in disagreement with what you just did, like what, ju- like well, what happened?
1: What's the T?
0: No, but like I was confused, and that's and like again, what irritated me about it is like when people, like social media, found out about the attack happening, like people were like doing all these memes and just like, which
1: some were funny as hell. It was funny, but, but like. And what, and what we in my out? head, I'm
0: like, okay, if I'm like the social media consultant for the government and I see this and I'm telling Sorry, the president, oh,
1: they're about to really come
0: blow our ass up because we're joking about it. Like, that's what my first thought was. <laughs> it, it was just like, I am i don't know. I'm like,
1: you were very serious about this. All. I'm very serious
0: that. because if we go to work, I got people in the military for- but- also, immediate family in the military are like I don't want
1: no bad stuff like this to happen like that. No. And to expand on that, the most of the people who are gonna go over there are lower income blacks and potatoes. Let me tell you the truth. Because <laughs> that's what's gonna Let go. me
0: tell you the truth. And that's
1: and that's what the reality is of that. And I think that
0: you hate to see, but can we win? Can we win? Like you just get tired of register to know. vote. Even then, can we fucking win? <laughs> Cause what Biden gonna do f-
1: Shut up here
0: Any- Next time Alright
1: now we're gonna get to the Heads up Uh, Henry I'll let you explain it Since you would want to put this
0: in <laughs> So yeah your guardian, and Nation Filed a lawsuit Against Mississippi Mississippi You get a little Crickle of the Crickle the Eyes In there mm-hmm. <laughs> Department of Corrections um, Team Rockefeller The Philep Philep Yeah whatever <laughs> uh, Yeah mm-hmm whatever philanthropic arm of Jay-Z's company has sued over uh, prison conditions of tw- for 20 on behalf of 29 inmates. Um, five oh. inmates have died in the prison systems in the last two weeks. So like kudos to rock nation.
1: That, that, that's hard for us to say. <laughs>
0: Cause Jay-Z even messed <laughs> Talk up. Talk
1: about growth. As soon as I saw rock nation in your tweet, I say, Oh, what they do now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but God. yeah,
0: um, Rod Nation and Yo Gotti, like yeah, shout out, out to them. That's like a cool effort. Like I think, like if you're in a place to where you can help people who cannot afford like actual legal assistance because they don't have a specific. voice, because their folks are actually right. dying and improving. right? Um, you, sh- you know, what I'm saying help. Out. I, I appreciate it. Like this is cool. Uh, even when Kim K was like doing her little thing, no, we don't know. It. No. <laughs> it's like Kudos, like because. To be like these no. that's like just mercy just came out. Like we we that. can yeah, talk I'm about that. that, like Brian Stevenson. <laughs> I love you, man. But yeah, um it's stuff like that where like some people really can't afford an actual attorney who's gonna have the time and the resources to, to take them, on the state. Right, to take on the state and get them a fair trial. So I mean, again, kudos to them. I love that this is going on. I hope that more of this continues
1: to happen. So, yeah, Yeah. that's my thoughts about it. Uh, So, next we're going to get into the IOC, the uh, International Olympic Committee. They announced rules recently regarding protests, prohibiting hand gestures, kneeling, and signs by athletes in the Olympic Village or during medal ceremonies. The president, Thomas Batch, said they are not and must never be a platform to advance political or any divisive ends. This goes all to say that Tommy Smith and John Carlos famously raised a fist uh, for the Civil Rights Movement in the 1968 Mexico Olympics. And once again, Kaepernick has white folk shook. Uh, That's exactly
0: the exact... This is exactly... Colin Kaepernick is shaking the table. You know, bro, I want to be here one day. Like, we could just sit there and have a conversation like, chop it up. Bro... And I wanted them Jordans, that not Jordans, the Air Force ones, just off it. but this they came awesome. out and they got the date that he knew it was like October 16th. Once again, Nike 10. profiting off of struggle. Got it. I love Nike and is a great company simply because they might be. This you, is off-time. You're going on the
1: tangent. I can't support
0: that. No, but for real, like Nike is a good company. Like they be like really trying to push like real life issues. Like I feel that. Anyway, um sure. Bro, they're impacting lives through sports. Back to topic. This is stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely a retaliation to Colin Kaepernick, a direct retaliation. To Colin Kaepernick, and it's just messed up because, like, you would think these people have a freedom of speech. Um, and whatever the case, like, I'm like, what? And also, these? it goes
1: with the no, finish your thought.
0: Oh, and that's. Again, another target <clears throat> or like fire or uh, whatever to black people because like this is how historically black people have been able to like bring attention to like our issues. Yeah, express themselves. So, so
1: through, po- through politics and protest,
0: right? So it's messed up that you now kind of like ban. You know, whatever. Yeah.
1: <coughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just sad because I think that. And we talked about this like throughout the entire Kaepernick stuff. I think that when white people come, with the exception that sports is just sports for us, it's never that. It's never. That's a part of our
0: culture. That's our history. That's a part of who we are.
1: And I think that for us, everything is not just ice. Everything is not just isolated. Music is tied into culture. Culture is tied into politics. Politics is tied into music. Like, all of this, all, all of this, everything is intertwined. Yeah, and, and, I and think that's for them what it's, that it's that inclusive of everything,
0: out. simply because, like, we've ne- like in this country, they've never given us, we had to work hard for everything that we got. So when we get it, we take pride in it. And no, you can't just take that from us. So, like, for you to take this right from us to be able to like express ourselves freely.
1: That's met like what? And it seems like some athletes, uh, shout out to uh, soccer player Megan Rapinoe she basically said, F the IOC, if I decide to protest, I'm going to do it and I don't care what the consequences are. So it seems like a lot of athletes across the world, across the country, I mean, across the world are just basically saying like what they're doing is stupid and they're going to have to write a rule that prevents me from physically be- doing whatever the hell I'm going to do because you can't tell me that protest is not involved with what I do or that I can't express myself in bringing upon real issues that are impacting me as an athlete basically saying hey Megan Rapinoe, I'm a woman the US men's team gets paid more and they ain't shit we just want our third world, world cup in a row and we're still getting paid less So, and it's on now I'm wrong for bringing up um in, bro, in, but now that, I'm to bring up equal the, pay. Bro, I'm the advocate for doing in that
0: Speaking of that, the WNBA just got uh started yeah, getting paid. My, from, uh, uh, they Come just, just got they they uh I don't know the specifics of what just happened, but a lot yeah. of the st- changes have been made yeah. where they get like equal pay and uh paid birth
1: maternal leave and like di- they raise their annual, they had a collective bargaining where they raised their annual salaries and they get That's like the, better hotel accommodations, like a lot Right, of that people each people
0: player get that. their own room, is, and then it's like, damn, y'all treat them like that, like that.
1: That's the life of the
0: Bro, like family. I don't understand what's wrong with white men to where they want all this damn control. Because they're the ones that set up these
1: systems. Yeah, I mean that's why, like I said, the US women's soccer team is literally thinking about not playing because they're basically saying that, hey, we win and you don't reward us for it. The men suck ass and they get paid all this money and get all these endorsements. We win and we don't and we just don't get shit for that. Which is why they're suing the Soccer Federation. And I think that it's good on the the players' union for the WNBA. And I think it's also this should be a cause that people like. Athletes like LeBron, Kobe, you know, all these other famous athletes who are in the league now should say, yo, this shit is wrong. Like as an athlete, as someone who, you know, these athletes have daughters, but just in general, as someone who is a professional athlete a and is and and fighting for black athlete. rights, these black women are also being denied their fair right to pay for what they deserve. And that's something that because if LeBron said something on that, Kobe says something on that, if Jordan says something on that. Shit, what is
0: Jordan said? Shit, come on! Now. You <laughs> no, see, you, you went with the wrong
1: name, but you know what I mean, though. <laughs> when they say stuff, shit moves, not fast. So keep on the lookout for that. A couple uh, things to mark in your calendar: uh, the State of the Union. Pelosi has shown the range, the left hand, the right hand, reverse on the same on two days after she impeached Trump. She invited him to give the State of the Union on February six. Have your popcorn ready. That's going to be a prime date. What did I say? February 4th. I can't read. Here we go. Get your popcorn. Um, And I'm excited about this. I found this out today. Insecure, season four on HBO, has been announced that it will come back on Sunday, April 12th. The show has not come back on the air since September twenty eighteen. Long overdue and I'm eagerly awaiting the
0: photo Oh she scene. got a movie coming out on Valentine's Day. Photograph. Oh yeah, check it out. And yeah. just mercy. Uh I'm going to see that on Tuesday. Um but gotta make sure you follow no, we ain't there yet. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah we are there. Okay. So, Henry, is, make sure yeah. you follow us on Twitter at down, underscore WRGL. Follow yes, us sir. on Instagram at what's really going yes, Get sir. on YouTube at what's really going on. Ha, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Preach. and SoundCloud at what's really going on. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Cause my name Henry Boys. And I'm the one. Be sure to check out all the information on the upcoming live show. Oh, live BC, show. show We're gonna have a
0: flash for y'all on um real soon. We got some some cooking. But make sure y'all, if y'all live in the D.C. area mm-hmm. Come through D.C. library
1: Bring a friend February Eastern, February 12th Eastern market Come through Right by the metro
0: Right like by the metro through. So pull up Pull through all of that And goddamn If you can't come through Tell somebody that's here To yeah. come through <laughs> to Playing from Henry's <laughs> I will never
1: sell my soul and I can thank that
0: And I really want that <laughs>